Tim Callishaw's got a doozy of a column this morning, Josh, in the Dallas Morning News. Yeah, and it's basically saying the problem with the Cowboys is the Jerry Jones problem. Yep, I, 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 I'm, I'm in this right now, and I don't find it too shocking. But he was going through the list. It's like, hey, is this a Mike McCarthy problem? It's a, is this a Dak problem? Is there, is there an issue here with like the offensive coordinator? But basically, it's a Jerry Jones problem because quote with the Joneses, the Cowboys are forever selling the distant future because they know the present belongs to someone else. Hasn't changed in over a quarter of a century. Isn't likely to change just because people talk about it. The Joneses want you to keep enjoying the ride. Hard decisions like maybe we failed on the quarterback evaluation aren't on the table. There are other pieces of business to attend to, like getting those season ticket renewals out in the mail next week. (laughs) Coming after Jerry Jones. Tim Kalashaw. All right, it is uh, that special time of the show. We dive into the top five stories of the day. And as always, the top five stories of the day are brought to you by New Castle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Best reels of the Metro. Happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. I-44 exit 107, newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. Big story number five, Josh Helmer. Scott Rowland. Is a Hall of Famer. Here was the announcement yesterday. May. Tonight, we are pleased to announce the addition of one new member to the Hall of Fame fraternity who will be honored alongside Fred McGriff at the induction ceremony on July 23rd at the Clark Sports Center here in Cooperstown. A two-way superstar playing 17 seasons for the Phillies, Cardinals, Reds and Blue Jays, today Scott Rowland becomes a member of the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Rowland earned 76% of the vote, clearing the 75% threshold by just five votes. Wow. Todd Helton was the first off the ballot, falling short by just 11 votes. I like Scott Rowland, but I never really thought of him as like a Hall of Famer. I'm not into like a stat, but I'm sure Steve Marshall could have a hell of a stat battle. Um, several players have fallen off the ballot. R.A. Dickey, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, and uh, Jacoby Ellsworth. So there you go. Congratulations to Scott Rowland. So um, there were 28 candidates. Fred McGriff is already in. Uh, those who missed included the aforementioned Todd Helton. This was Billy Wagner's eighth attempt and Andrew Jones' sixth. They fell short. Uh, Carlos Beltran was on this list in his first attempt. Uh, the only other player that was the only other player that was on this list in their first attempt that received votes was Bronson Arroyo. Oh, Francisco Rodriguez. I apologize. Beltran's got to be a Hall of Famer before it's all said and done, you right? Would, you would think. Gosh, there are some names. That's one of my earliest baseball memories is seeing Carlos Beltran in Wichita. I guess. Beltran and Damon. I guess I'm crazy in that I I look at this list of guys that didn't make it, 
I consider Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez, and Alex Rodriguez, along with Cal- Carlos Baltron, infinitely more qualified as Hall of Famers than Scott Rowland. But then again, then again, I, I'm not here to fight the numbers battle. Congratulations to Scott Rowland, Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, former Cardinal too, so that might have put him over the top. He was followed by the greatest fan base in sports. All right, big story number four. Number four. Well, he got a little break, got a little exhale. Thunder are back tonight as OKC, who is, dare we say, on fire right now. Um, Oklahoma City hosts Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks tonight. 7 p.m. Thunder have won five of its last six. The only loss, a head scratcher to what I guess is a pretty good Sacramento team, right? So 7 o'clock tonight, Trey Young in Atlanta. Who, by the way, Trey Young in Atlanta, maybe one of the more disappointing teams in the NBA so far this season. They're uh, they're at 500, but uh, out of the playoff, well, out of the automatic bid for the playoffs right now. I uh, have lost back-to-back games and uh, have won six of their last ten, though. Anything from last night in the NBA? Lakers got smoked. So... So now the Lakers went from being right there as like the 11 seed knocking on the door of the play-in tournament to being a game and a half back. Is is Houston really the only team that's kind of tanking right now? Maybe Detroit a little bit? Is that where the battle is? Houston, San Antonio, and the Detroit and maybe Charlotte is kind of battling for Tank City and uh, Wimbenyana. Which is, yeah, it's surprising, right, when you hear – Everything that we've heard about Wimbanyana. He, he figured you'd have more teams that were trying to take You're away right. for him. All right, um, big story number three. Number three. All right, uh, we're going to spend some time here on big story number three. You ready? NFL, tons of news to get to. You want to talk about some of the awards that have been announced? Because we mentioned the uh, MVP award finalists are Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Any surprise on that front, Josh Elmer? No, I mean that's the names we expected. It's Mahomes' award, right? I mean, it feels like it. Yeah, he threw for what five thousand two hundred fifty yards, forty-one touchdowns, twelve picks. He was he was incredible this season. And Kansas City, by the way, had a terrific record. Right, exactly. Um, more, more, more. Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Boza, Mike Parsons, Chris Jones. We talked about that. Geno Smith, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Comeback Players of the Year. Uh, I don't care about Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. Finalists for the Coach of the Year, Dayball, Shanahan, and Doug Peterson. And here's your Rookie of the Year finalists. On offense, Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker, and 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy. On defense, Jets cornerback Sauce Gardner, Lions defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, and Seahawks cornerback Tariq Woolen. I mean, I think that's going to be what? Aiden Hutchinson and Brock Purdy most likely? Got to be. Right. Um, well, I, I mentioned I would move on. I, I didn't care about the offensive player of the year, but I I probably should, right? Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill. So there you go. Did you list the assistant coaches? I did not. I did not. Big- Eagles OC got a winner, right? Yeah, Shane Steichen. D- D'Amico Ryans, I know, has done a really good job. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. You know, we sit here at 
they literally it, the timing could not be more impeccable. January twenty fifth. Thank you. We literally sit here on January twenty fifth, year of our Lord twenty twenty three, and there is no hirings yet on the coaching side of things. We usually have at least like one or two by now, but nothing. Nada. Zippo. Zilch. Why is that? I don't know. Is everyone waiting on Sean Payton to see what he decides? Is that where we are? And then it's domino, domino, domino after that. Things start to fall, I guess. Or people are trying to uh, pluck uh, from the Eagles. Maybe so. Maybe they look at Shane Steichen and say, okay, or Mike Kafka. Trying to pluck from Kansas City. Maybe so. From Maybe this is finally the year for Eric Bieniemy. Cincinnati, San Fran, just any of those four? God, I like Cincinnati. Everyone's now starting to realize, whoa, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator. Oh, dude, he is uh, has done an amazing job. I think part of it with Cincinnati's defensive coordinator is like no one can pronounce his last name. It's like, you know. I think that is his last name, Cincinnati defensive coordinator. That's just what you go with. It is uh, Lou Anarumo. <laughs> Lou Anarumo is awesome. I mean, he really Anarumo? Anarumo is how I've always said it. And by the way, just before you start getting uh, mad at me as far as pronunciations, literally all the TV guys say it a different way every single time. But he's also a dude that's 56 years old. Um, he's been a coordinator since 2015. And he's a guy that has – he's a guy that's been around the block for a minute. So, there you go. Wait, hold on. Is there a fight about how to pronounce Bengal? Or is that just in general? <laughs> I think that's just How to pronounce Bengal. Oh, okay. Here's it, looks, f- it looks like some people say Bengal. Do they really? I used to have a friend that would always call the Atlanta Falcons the Atlanta Falcons. Ugh. <laughs> it, the only thing that made me mad, matter was my mom constantly calling Joe Burrow Joe Burrows. Uh, meanwhile, one other NFL note. Well, I got a couple of other sounds here. Zach Taylor talked about preparing to face the Kansas City Chiefs. It feels like we played them a really long time ago. I mean, I, I don't even know how many games ago it was, to be quite honest with you. I don't even know what month it was in. But, you know, teams continue to evolve. Different strings pop up, different weaknesses pop up. And so you got to do the whole game planning thing all over again and then get your guys ready to go and play in a tough environment against a great team. Are you following the spread movement much? Does it mean much to you or no? Um... I don't know that I. it means a ton to me. I, I think that obviously people to some degree – to me what it means is folks are buying in clearly to the fact that Cincinnati's won three in a row over Kansas City. They're, they're buying Joe Burrow and Cincinnati and a little bit of their dominance, their wizardry over Kansas City, mastery of the Chiefs. And then beyond that, I think people are cautioned about Patrick Mahomes and how healthy he is or is not going to be. Um, scoresandodds.com, which has become, I don't know, maybe kind of like the go-to for the ref. It currently has the Bengals as a point-and-a-half favorite. Yeah. Now, well, and, and they opened as a point-and-a-half dog. dog. You know, here's the, the reality of the situation is Mahomes healthy or not, it's not crazy right now to have Cincinnati favored over Kansas City given what's happened uh, over the last year between these two. Um, Just a couple of updates on this. The uh, site FanDuel has it at one and a half. Um, I'm not real familiar with points bet, but they have it at two. They have it at two. So 
spread movement is interesting. And then one other note, and this involves a quarterback carousel, and you guys know I'm crazy about the draft and the QB carousel, especially now that the Raiders and the Derek Carr is going to be in that mix. I'm going to be all over it. But what did you make of the um, what did you make of the news involving the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and the potential interest there from Peter King? You buying that? Absolutely. What would you think of what would you think of that fit? I think it'd work out pretty well. I think it'd be very exciting. I think it'd be, it'd be very, very exciting. Would you give up two first round picks? No. For Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't either. No. Mm. I'd love to have him for a rental for a year, or who knows, if things go great, maybe he decides that, uh, you know, I got a couple more in the tank, even after that. Physically, physically, I think he still looks pretty good. So yeah, yeah. It's, again, somebody his age, it's all about how 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 much longer does he kind of want to keep sure. doing it. Yeah. Mentally, where is he at? To me, it was uh... – to me, it was pretty interesting to see that become an option. Now, that's a little domino effect. Just real quick here. I won't get too carried away. Do you, I might have to look at – can you pull up on your ESPN Plus the, the quarterback predictions that they have? For some reason, my my ESPN Plus doth Yeah, not you want work. me to pull it up right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the domino effect would be that many think the Jets were a slam dunk for Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So now if the Jets go out and get Aaron Rodgers, okay – that opens up Green Bay, but Green Bay is going to go with Jordan. I guess it doesn't really open up Green Bay because that would be Jordan Love's team. So that would probably skedaddle Jimmy Garoppolo to somewhere else, which might make him more likely to end up in Vegas, which, again, I don't think that's necessarily an upgrade over Derek Carr. Okay, what would you like to know? What are they saying about uh, Derek Carr? Are they still mentioning the possibility of the Jets? Derek Carr will sign with the Texans. Texans? Nearly a dozen teams could be looking for a quarterback this offseason. Okay, let's see here. Carr will be coveted due to the league-wide demand. That's right. And he's not bad. He's a good quarterback. But the Texans? Huh. One veteran AFC coach points to Houston, where GM Nick Casario has ties to Raiders GM Dave Ziegler as a potential destination. Huh. Interesting. What are they saying then about Rodgers? Are they saying the Jets or no? Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet? A Colt? <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers in Indy would be fascinating. Oh, but would be awesome. I'm not giving up two first-round picks to go get Aaron Rodgers, especially with that salary. Are you kidding me? Anna Rumo. Yeah, Anna Rumo. Did we say it right? I that, think we, that's, that's the official pronunciation. I think we said it right the first time. I think You, we, you did, yes. Oh. Maybe I went with Anna Rumo, but Anna Rumo. All right, um, anything more for the NFL you want to hit now that we're doing the quarterbacks? We're, we're good. We're moving on to the college basketball world, kicking and dragging. Aaron Rodgers, I think it's notable. Screaming. Aaron Rodgers said he would work on the, the financial side for Green Bay. Right. I mean, that's significant. I, I know that, look, he's getting, getting linked or rumored to maybe be in with the Jets or the Colts or whoever, but he's due a lot of cash next season. And, I mean, big cap hit on the books. And he's saying he's he's willing to restructure a little bit of that. So, that's significant for a stay in Green Bay. Mm. Could mm. be significant shipping him out, I guess, though, too, right? I guess it could be. 
I guess it could be. All right. Um, big story number two. Number two. I just, gosh, I don't know, Josh. I'm. I don't need these things to be happening this this quickly. I need these things to drag out a little bit through the off season. These quarterback rumors. I don't need this Aaron Rodgers decision being made this weekend. All right, everybody, calm down. All right, big story number two. I had a lot in college basketball last night that we need to get to, including uh, in the Big 12, where Iowa State and Kansas State were battling. Simon has the dribble, throws it out to Kelsher between the circles. He drives it on Johnson. Jab, step, tough jumper, no. Rebound tipped out by Lipsy to grill. A three by Caleb. Good! Iowa State held off Kansas State late. And there it is. Iowa State defeats. Number five, Kansas State, 80 to 76, the final. Cyclones improved to 15 and four on the season. They're at six and two in Big 12 play. Their SEC battle this weekend is in Columbia against Missouri. Kansas State, same record, six and two in the Big 12. They take on Florida this weekend. As far as the Big 12 standings are concerned, three-way tie for the top spot with Kansas State. Iowa State at 6-2, and and the Texas Longhorns. It's inbounded to Bishop, right back to Carr for three. It's there. Texas ended up rolling uh, Oklahoma State 89-75. Also, in the top 25, Miami goes on the road and beats Florida State. Clemson beats Georgia Tech. But, Josh, that all paled in comparison to what happened last night in the Big East. Georgetown finally won a game. Congratulations to Patrick Ewing and the Georgetown Hoyas. They snapped a 29-game conference losing streak with an 81-76 win over DePaul. It's the first Big East win for Georgia uh, Georgetown since March 13th of 2021. Oh, my God. It also ended a 10-game losing streak this season. (laughs) What happened? Are they looking at replacements? I would think so. I mean, you're not going to probably fire Patrick Ewing when it's this bad, but you would think at the end of the season, it's like, listen, man, I know that there's a number of yours up in the rafter and probably a statue out front, but bro. (laughs) Remember whenever Patrick Ewing was a big name to be an NBA coach and everyone was like, you need to hire Patrick Ewing. You you know what I did appreciate, too? I did appreciate in in watching the final call that that the players weren't, like, over-celebrating or anything like that. You would would almost sense that they were like, oh, finally. One guy kind of held his hand up, and I think someone else went and slapped his hand down. It's like, don't you celebrate this. Now, if I could find – I'm looking for the radio guy's play-by-play guy. Uh, The radio – the Georgetown radio play-by-play call. Because it, Josh Helmer, would make you feel like Georgetown just won the national championship. But when you think things are bad, just remember Georgetown got its guy and they finally won a game in conference play for the first time in a long time for the Georgetown Hoyas. Good for them, man. Good, good for them. Good for Patrick Ewing. Notice I'm trying to drag out getting to big story number one as long as I the, can. Uh, Man, some of these coaches in the Big 12. I know this is backtracking to K-State, Iowa State. Go here, ahead. But 
Otzel Berger, man, what he's doing up there. Tang at Kansas State. That was an awesome game last night. Scott Drew's only 52 years old. I know. He's not going anywhere. So you start thinking about the future of this league. Bill Self is 60. I don't know how much longer he wants to keep doing it. But, you know, in the pantheon of what we've seen Krzyzewski in the past and Roy Williams and Bayheim. I mean, that's that's young, right? I mean, he could do it for another decade. So the, the Big 12, the, the coach is going to be a problem. Got, there's going to be a problem. Um, can I can I play the Georgetown final call for you? Yeah, let's hear it. I just want to warn you. Well, I mean, first of all, if you ever think I'm this annoying, just come in here and punch me in the face. All right? You guys be the judge of this. Now, keep in mind, as we just brought up, it had been a minute since Georgetown won a game. This is courtesy of the Hoyas Radio Network. That 81-76 out of the backcourt, putting up a jumper off the back of the rim, no good. Zion Cruz... Hoyas win it! Hoyas win! 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 Georgetown finally gets off the schneid after losing nine straight conference ball games. Georgetown has their first conference victory of the season to go to one and nine. Congratulations to Patrick Ewing. 24. Hoyas win! Hoyas win! Hoyas win! I, I love how at the end of that, he was like starting to slow down a little bit. It's, uh, I don't have a, I'm losing my breath. All right, big story number one. <laughs> number one. Number one. Number one. All right, big story number one obviously was the frustration last night in Fort Worth. When we come back, we'll put a cap on 79-52. Uh, get you ready for Alabama coming to Norman this weekend. And then, of course, Bedlam next week. But we'll hear from Porter Moser next right here on The Ref. Can I, I, I don't want to get into a baseball fight, but Taylor Horner on Twitter kind of pissed me off a little bit. No offense, Taylor. But, yeah, if I said Jacoby Ellsworth, I'm sorry, Ellsbury, he got 0.1% of the vote. Ooh, sorry, I mispronounced his name. But, um, in fact, maybe fact I should. Fact checkers. Fact checkers, right. Um, uh, in fact, yeah, no, he got 0% of the votes, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> s- sorry. Sorry if I said Ellsworth instead of Ellsbury. But here's my thought, and he writes, three of the guys you named as more qualified than Ro- Roland are Royd guys. So it isn't a giant shock he got in before them. Plus, Beltron plus Houston equals a hit to his total. So we're going to reward dudes that were – I mean, listen, Scott Rowland was a great baseball player. He's a Hall of Famer. But it's almost as if we're going out of our way to, like, ignore these incredible numbers that these guys still put up and these pitchers still put up and if just there's saying, anything negative. Just saying it was all Roy's. I completely disagree with that. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, there's no doubt he should. And if you're like, well, Roland got in because blah blah no, who cares? Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete, uh, baseball has a gambling partner now, for goodness sakes. I you know what? I've always wanted in my life to go to Cooperstown. Always wanted to go there. I don't think I want to go anymore. It's almost like uh, the the greatest players in the game aren't in there. And if you're like, well, they were on steroids. Well, by the way, I'm looking at this Hall of Fame. It's almost like you're just ignoring in a whole era of baseball whenever there was a lot of dudes that did some pretty incredible things, too, that we don't know. We don't know if they were, if they weren't. And we've kind of taken 
some BS reports is gospel on this too. It's almost as if if Barry Bonds was good to the media, if Barry Bonds was a guy that everyone liked, then Barry Bonds would be in the Hall of Fame. I'm you sorry. think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. You think that the the writers I think he made some guys mad because he didn't do it their way um, and how he treated them. That's what I think. But I'm not here to have a baseball fight in the middle of of what is a NFL playoff week, and college basketball day. season, and, and potential historic day. But, yeah, Taylor appreciate it, but kind of <laughs> triggered me. It's just this whole idea. Well, a steroid era kind of held against him. Really? Kendall's – Kendall – it's it's eleven thirty two. I'm still on the air. Hey, Plank, how's the tickets coming along? Not good. You know what? It's like my kids. Now that you asked, I'm not doing it. I was gonna do it out of the kindness of my heart, but now that people ask, I'm not doing it. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, here's a couple. This is from Robert and Hera. <laughs> if you're new to the, uh, if if you're new to the show, today I talked earlier about. You know, maybe I should just go out and buy a bunch of tickets to the Alabama game. But Kendall just ruined it for everyone. Uh, Robert, don't, don't don't put that evil on him. I probably – I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Whenever I went and said I would like to buy 100 tickets, and when they would probably tell me that would be $700, that would probably end it right about that. All right. When I said 10. <laughs> Chris, the worst place for Derek Carr is uh, – it was a joke. Uh, Chris, the worst place for Carr is Houston. I hope he denies that potential trade. Bad franchise, and the Houston fans have already had a car as their quarterback. The fans would not be excited to get another car. I sure hope he doesn't end up going there, pal. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I don't think he's. I, I think there's two places he could end up. This is this is me. I don't think it's going to be Indy, but I I think. I don't think Derek Carr is going to a place to be like a bridge quarterback either. You got to admit, though, if Derek Carr goes to Houston and is awesome in Houston just because of the Carr connection and the history, right? it would be a hell of a story. It would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Um, I, I'd like to see Derek Carr in New Orleans. That's where I think he'd be a good fit. And I don't – listen, the Raiders aren't going to get to trade him. It's just everyone knows you're trying to get rid of him. Um, and if you if you don't, I guess, if you don't want to give up anything for him, you don't have to because the Raiders are going to have to cut him anyway. And then you can renegotiate a contract. Um. So what I tell Poppy tested positive and he's in. Come on, man. I've never understood this high and mighty on some guys as opposed to others whenever it comes to baseball's steroid era. It's like, listen, there is like documented proof. Well, hold on, let me rephrase that. There's as much documented proof on on Poppy, Big Poppy, as there is on just about any of these guys that we are purposefully leaving out. Or at least we claim that. <laughs> Someone on the uh, on the Air Comfort Solutions text right. Please don't ever play that Georgetown play-by-play guy again. That's only their oh. third text ever, so we know that they're serious. That's I will promise you, I never will ever do that again. <laughs> that was rough. What what was up with that? Was was that like I'm going to 
say Hoyas wins for every single consecutive loss? He got to 24 and then stopped. So it was 27 straight losses. So I don't know if he ran if he was trying to count in Miscounted. his head and then all of a sudden he ran out of gas. But I mean, I'm still mad at myself for saying the three time, three time, three time national champs the first time they won it. That was annoying enough. Uh, Cam Osuna writes, guys, I know it's off topic for today, but I'm fired up for softball this season. Who will be doing the call on ESPN Plus side of things this year? Don't know. I would guarantee it's probably not going to be me. <laughs> that's that's the one thing I would say. I haven't been asked to do any TV since the uh, since the start of ESPN Plus, so I would assume they'll keep me uh, on the radio side of things. That would be my guess. And it won't be a simulcast situation? No, we're not doing any simulcast this year. So we'll see. I, you know what I, I would hope Toby could do some of them. Toby's really good at softball. I hope he picks up some of the ESPN plus. I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure Chad will do a lot of them. But there's games too where, you know, you got baseball and softball going on at the same time. But as as, as my understanding is, with the new ESPN plus deal, there's no more simulcasts that are I don't want to say allowed, but are things they're going to do. Even though I mean to be honest with you. The simulcast really affected the radio audience more than it did the TV audience. But, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I I think we're meeting about that this week, Camo, so I'll have more qu- uh, answers to your question coming up in just a bit. But Someone wrote, after the 28th Hoyas win, I thought it was just y'all replaying it over and over again. I was like, gosh, stop. No, no, no. no. We, we're not trying to torture you. It is literally... Hoyas win 20 I, – I counted 24 times. You know, if I was in charge of the media department over there, I would have walked over and fired him after that. Like, listen, at Hoyas win on Twitter. <laughs> That's one too many Hoyas wins. I'm sorry. We're done. We had a conversation about pronunciation of the Bengals. Um, I've heard some people call them the Bengals. Yeah, I, listen, it's – I think they were the Bengals for me for the longest time because of the stupid music group. The Cincinnati Bengals are in action this weekend. But they're the they're the the Bengals. And then someone will get mad. It's like, you're not putting the emphasis right. It's like, it's a freaking nick- nickname. Who cares? I'll just say Cincy. Right now, they're actually a point and a half favorite. Is that going to get to two in some places? We shall see. Gunny writes, who had the best portal season, football or softball? Okay, so tomorrow on the show, Small Thursday. Yes, all day. Tomorrow on the show, Max Olson has an article on The Athletic about Portal King in football. Um, and it was interesting because who kind of has dubbed themselves the Portal King? Lane Kiffin. Right. Is Is Lane Kiffin still the Portal King? Had he been dethroned by Lincoln Riley who got a um who got a Heisman trophy winning yep. quarterback last year is Colorado here to take his crown and a Bolitnikoff award winner right and a Bolitnikoff award winner Josh but there was a good conversation about the Portal King and uh Oklahoma wasn't in that mix that Max Olson put together I was a little bit surprised because I thought Brent Venables and I think he has done an incredible job in the portal right but I don't really – I mean, I don't know if it's up for too much debate. Softball added the Pac-12 freshman of the year. It's and, softball. And on the players of the year. And, I mean, listen, it, pretty incredible. For the same reason, Plank, that 
you don't see Oklahoma next to USC, Ole Miss, Colorado, those names right there, and, and really mostly USC. It's the top-heavy nature That's right. of what softball has added and the star power of what others in football have added. Oklahoma, from just a sheer quality of depth that right. the last two years the Sooners have added out of the, the transfer portal and you know the last however many years what they've added out of uh, transfers is, I mean, it, it would – I, I think probably ranked pretty well nationally, right? But it doesn't have that electrifying star player. Softball does. Um, good question from my uh, at, at Plank Show Twitter feed. How was Micah Bowens able to put his name in the portal after the deadline? Good question. We've talked about this. Um, the deadline was was it Monday? Or was it? Let me see here. I'll the eighteenth. The 18th. So, last Wednesday. So, it might have just been a pro- where he got it in and there was paperwork that was being taken care of through that process. Slash, he uh, just waited to announce it. Right. I mean, he, he's probably been in there for a little bit and it took a couple of days to get it processed and now he announces that he's in. Which, good luck to him. I think he even posted on Twitter the paperwork. He did. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Or the email that he got back or something. Go be great, Micah. I did have to crack up when some people were in his I, – I just – listen, whenever someone announces that they're transferring, I've got to go in their mentions to see the over-under on how many Gobi greats are on there. Uh, we were on about 10. Though I think the one that cracked me up the most was, was really looking forward to seeing you out on the field this year. But I like Micah Bones a lot. He's been here for a couple of seasons. He hadn't sniffed the field, so – you were definitely excited for something that wasn't going to happen. Would you rather see Micah Bowens out there or Jackson Arnold? I'll wait. Now, hey, he's got a chance to go somewhere and play. Someone had mentioned that Ralph Rucker uh, had mentioned him like like Richmond or something of that nature. But Well, I wish all of those guys success. Hope they find great oh, landing spots. Exactly. And I'll be honest with you, you go back to his very first – Spring game, and I remember sitting there thinking, man, I am really excited to see what Micah Bowens might be able to do mm-hmm. in this offense. I mean, I that was with the Lincoln offense, I was very intrigued. And it just never really materialized for him. But, yeah, he is, he is a grad transfer with three years of eligibility remaining. <laughs> Unbelievable. Un- I feel like he's been in. He's he spent one year at Penn State, two years here. He's on his second transfer, but as a graduate student, this is his second transfer. Wow! All right, quick break. When we come back, whoa! It's eleven forty-two. It's Plank Show right here on the Ref. All right, welcome back into the show. Uh, we got to hustle through some Air Comfort Solutions texts here. Uh, hour three brought to you by Moppin Roofing. We've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, and fully insured, licensed and bonded. Moppin Roofing is serving all of Oklahoma and has been in business for over 35 years. Frisco Sooner writes, I have a suggestion for home games at the LNC. What's the one thing that motivates everyone? Money. Why not give away 10K every home game to 10 different people? What cape person? Those people must be present and a drawing will be held with five minutes left to go in the game. What's the... um? I like that idea. I just don't know if, let's see, 
10K times how many home games do you play? Maybe just do it during conference season. Nine, almost $100,000. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm here for it. I, as I was in my very first ever radio meeting, and there was this big bombastic dude that was in a coat and tie. And he goes, what's the greatest giveaway you can give on the radio? What's the best giveaway you can give? Of course, me being like some wannabe up-and-comer, I'm like, tickets to the Super Bowl, the World Series. He looks at me and goes, wrong. Anyone else? No one said anything. It's like, well, aren't I a loser? And he goes, the best giveaway that you can give to anyone, cash, cash, cash. We need cash giveaways. That's what the people want. I thought you might want to go. I mean, I look in my mind was thinking experience. You get to the Super Bowl, get them like all kinds of cool stuff. Wrong. Well, a Super Bowl would be pretty sweet. But if you could just give me the cost of the Super Bowl, it would be fine <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, for the 918, not going to lie, but my southern accent comes in and I say bangles, not bingles. Bangles. The Cincinnati bangles is what they'll be known for. From here, from here to four on the Plank Show. Who day? Bangles. Um, from the seven one three. Grant Sherfield doesn't create space hard to win without a guy that can break down a defense against elite competition. He needs a running mate. I think is what you're saying. He needs a pal that can get out there and score some points with him. And by the way, it makes me so happy that one of my favorite bits on the T Row in the Morning Show is T.J. Perry calling Grant Sherfield Gary Sheffield, and this guy spelled it Sheffield. You know, this Oklahoma team I think would be exponentially improved if Mo Gibson had come back. Yeah, I think so. If you had all of these parts and you added Mo Gibson. I think it would have really helped him if Trey Young would be in a senior season right now and it well, stayed around. I know. Maybe I'm just saying like. No, but I like what you're saying, a more logical approach. And then Gunny writes, in a post-game call with Travis and Tyler, I asked him something about finding new ways to lose games. This basketball season looks to be a following along the same path. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I love Porter, but he needs time. He's a great coach. Unfortunately, we're not in an era where anyone has this thing called patience. You want it all, and you want it all now. Like Sioux City Sooner, who's fired up. When does a coach tell a point guard or a team for that fact? Stop chucking three-point bricks. Dribble in and shoot a jumper. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that's been. And then Mustang Casey writes, wasn't TCU terrible in their first few years? And what has changed that they're getting players now? I don't think anyone would consider Jamie Dixon, a great coach, a recruiter. Porter is is changing Coach, uh, sorry. Point is, changing coaches every couple of years isn't going to fix anything. Last night was awful, but Porter will get it fixed. Agreed. Agreed. And I still think, Cody, we've got to work on our weaponized incompetence shirts. That's how I've approached doing dishes and laundry. I don't know how to do it. I didn't know that the whites would turn pink if I put a red shirt in there with them. Maybe you should just do the laundry the rest of the way. You don't like the way the clothes are folded? Well, you just do it. Maybe you should tell me which movie you'd like to see. Why don't you tell me which movie? Thank you for calling Movie Phone. I I will admit, for people who are supposed to know this show, I was a little bit disappointed, Josh Helmer, that no one used the 
uh, George Costanza squirrel reference whenever we were talking about how much it's cost me to fix that dumb cat that <laughs> right. I have. <laughs> right. All right, quick break. We're back to wrap it up. Get you ready for Steel Man and Thune at noon next. I'm going to Austin, dude. I'm going to Austin. One of my best friends lives in Austin. One of my radio buddies. I'm sure. To- hey, hi, bye, G-Dub. See you, Gary Weaver. Bye, Lisa. All right. We are in and out, man. No messing around. Um, Do we get history tonight? You think T-Rob breaks the record? I do. Yeah, I think we're getting history. I hope you're right. I, can I just say something? I thoroughly enjoy our Air Comfort Solutions text line. I love the back and forth. I hope you guys don't take anything too seriously. Outside of Angry Ronnie. Angry Ronnie. We had to, you know, there's going to be times when people lose their authority, lose their name, but uh, it happens. It happens. Cody, I'm going to put together a business plan. I see all of these things because I live on Instagram Reels about side hustles. It's like, here's a cheap side hustle for you. Go to Amazon. Look for this. Do that. All you need to do is go to this T-shirt website, and then boom, $600,000 in your pocket. Check out more in the bio. So we'll see if we can't get a weaponized incompetence is going to be the shirt that we're working on. Put it on the uh, the ref store. Put it on refstore.com. I don't know. Maybe we start our own. Can we do that? No one has ever come to us and said, hey, man, what do you think of this shirt? No, we're not idea guys. We're not. We're not the ideas brought to us guys either uh, all right josh have a great rest of your day you man. too man still man at noon are coming up next uh we'll be back tomorrow i'll have a full recap my first trip to the moody center so i'll take it all in maybe put some stuff on old twitter.com and we'll see if taylor robertson can't make history here tonight three threes away from becoming the all-time three-point leader in women's basketball history this is the home of sooner fans